This is Just Watch It. I'm Lorraine Poffelison. I'm Andrew Tomlinson. And today we are going to be watching The, the Omen. Omen. <laughs> I'm so excited! Lorraine's favorite scary Halloween movie that I totally guessed and knew. I've honestly not like rewatched it in years, 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 but I love it and it's so like sketchy to me and I know that you grew up at times going to Catholic school, so I think yeah. it might get you too. <laughs> that makes it sound like Tuesday and Thursday I went to Catholic school and Monday, Wednesday, and Friday <laughs> I went to regular school. I went to Catholic school my entire school career, so that's why I'm like, you know, I was raised with the fear of demons from a young age. I only went to Catholic high school, so I'm not as scared as her of demons. <laughs> The priest at my diocese growing up was the one who wrote the book that The Right was based on. The movie The Right. What? Yes. And, the movie, and that there's a movie of that, right? With uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I actually haven't seen it and I want to. Um, <laughs> that's, but that's wild. He was also on BuzzFeed. You know how there's those guys that do like the, the challenges and whatever? Oh. And so they were going to go to the Winchester Mystery House. So they came into the my elementary school's church and talked oh to him about like, what, what should we do? What should yeah. we not do? It's so funny because one of the things he was like, do not engage with it. Don't ask it questions. Don't, don't talk to them. Like, don't like, you know, don't incite them basically. And then it was so funny because they're walking around the Winchester Mystery House and nothing's happening. And the one guy is super scared. And the other guy's like, would you just like come out here and talk to us or something? Like, cause he was like bored. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he also blessed some water for them, so they had some holy water and just a water bottle. <laughs> um I don't know why you wouldn't just do holy water squirt guns. That's what I would do. That sounds smart, right? Yeah. I agree. I'd be like put a hole in the top of that water bottle and just like yeah. at him. <laughs> <laughs> like so. it's hot sauce. <laughs> So I've, I've got to say that's probably why I thought it was particularly scary. But um, how old were you when you watched it, though? Were I was little? like twelve or fourteen or something. Like it was just on, like okay. like I said, it was on TNT or something random like that. And I like started watching one and I got into it. And then it was like one of those things where they did them all. And so I think I watched it till like eleven. Oh, PM. there's a bunch. You're right. You there's three of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think I sat in like the den. You know, you, you know when you had like a other TV room. There was like yeah, the, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> And I was, like, watching them by myself in the dark. <laughs> so we got The Omen, The Omen 2, The Squeak Wool, and then The Omen 3, This Time It's Personal. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they're named. <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs> anyway, so I think it'll be a fun one. Um we're watching it, just so everyone knows, at like 10 a.m. So that's not the spookiest time to be watching like a scary movie, but I'm sure it'll still be kind of it'll still be fun. Yeah, we no longer live within 300 feet of each other, so we're gonna it's gonna be a less spooky time. This <laughs> ideal. We'll uh we'll we'll sh- we'll close the blinds. Yeah, right. Pretend it's nighttime. Yeah, and light some candles. The dogs always ruin it, though. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't How can matter. you even believe in demons when Riley is just being yeah. ridiculous in front of you? Hey, my golden doodle's vicious. She's laying spread <laughs> eagle for all to see just because she wants a belly rub. She does uh, take away the ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine taking like her on a on like a ghost hunt? <laughs> oh my god! You would just be like, whatever. Like none of this. Is, like <laughs> she's a chicken though. She would probably be up in my arms like Scooby Doo. <laughs> Yeah, but I think she would just not even, there would be no, 
There would be no like, True. what was that? Trooper is like, perked up, whatever. staring. Yeah, my dog's not staring at anything. weird shadows because he does weird stuff like that. But really, it's just she did one time. There was like, she kept me up all night. I was like furious because like I had like taken the day off because I had like one of those days of interviews where you go and then you have like four interviews or whatever and like that was the day that I had the next day and she kept me up and she was not barking like just out there was a particular spot in the room so like different different angles she would bark at it and like I put her in the crate and I put a blanket over her like she was a bird (laughs) and I put the fan on so she couldn't you can't see the ghost it's fine (laughs) and it worked that's like my aunt had a dog that like when I would come babysit, I would sleep in her bed, which was like at the end of the hall, like a pretty long hall. And her dog was afraid to walk down the hallway, oh my God. which I think was simply because it was hardwood and she didn't want to like hurt her hips or whatever. But she would stand at the end of the hallway and just, like I'm sitting in the living room watching TV and just bark toward the bedroom. <laughs> and I'm like, Sandy, I'm not down with whatever is happening. Like, <laughs> Well, I always tell Riley that if she wants to be taken seriously as a guard doodle, she's going to have to ditch the wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I told my aunt, I was like, she has this really large cross sitting, like it's not hung up. It's like sitting on her... Oh. like a table and I was like there was definitely a night where something sketched me out and I picked that up as (laughs) as both uh, a warding off of whatever demon it was and it's heavy so I figured it'd work as a weapon (laughs) there's a a crucifix behind you (laughs) yeah Um, yeah I figured it would work as either like a battering tool or you know (laughs) the power of Christ compels yes exactly I was like, this will work for, um, like, what's the word? Sentient and non-sentient yeah. beings. <laughs> like, <laughs> physical and non-physical defense. You just see, like, your old raggedy adult darting around. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Did you ever have that when you were a kid where, like, you would watch your dolls and you'd be like, they're moving? I didn't really have dolls. Oh, none? Like, not even, not, like, no, not really. teddy bears I had, like, and stuff? I mean, I had stuffed animals, but, like... I didn't really have dolls. Oh, if you stare at them long enough, their heads move. Uh, that wasn't really my experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, especially after Toy Story. <laughs> super sketchy. <laughs> super sketchy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm really excited to watch this movie with you. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure because it's like 70s horror, there's going to be lots of things that you can laugh at. But I hope you yeah, also find I think it a little be, spooky. It'll like, be good to just sit down and like have to watch this because, like I said, I've definitely scrolled past it many a time. Just, just like I really have to be in the right mood to want to watch like an old horror movie, and it has to be like a major classic for me to be interested. So this is, I guess, the right way for me. <laughs> this is like the only way I was gonna watch. This. this is one of those scary movies. Like, there's some scary movies that I'm like, that wouldn't happen. So it's not scary afterwards. We just watched this um, one. Well, I guess this one depends on if you have any inkling to believe in ghosts and demons and stuff. But like after watched, this, it's like uh, walking through the house in the dark is not. <laughs> we watched an American Werewolf in London last night. That was pretty good. It was like, they, well, they just have crazy the good old makeup. One or? Yeah, considering like how like I think it's from the 80s like consider like they just had it's like really good, good makeup instead makeup. of cgi yeah um yeah i've never seen that it was, it was good. pretty good yeah they did a remake didn't they uh i don't know if they did a remake there's a sequel oh, american okay. werewolf in paris but watch this trailer look pretty bad <laughs> it's just uh, it's like american werewolf abroad yeah. american werewolf does europe <laughs> 
<laughs> the American Werewolf takes Manhattan. Yeah, American Werewolf, American Werewolf does Dallas. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we will hop to watching this movie, and I hope you enjoy I think you'll enjoy it okay. one way or I the pro- other. I'm probably I will. hope you find it a little spooky, yeah. but... Yeah. It's probably going to be like, you know, a little overdone for whatever. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. So I guess it's all for you, Damien. Go go watch. That will mean something for you later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to just watch it, Andrea. (laughs) And we're back. We've watched The Omen. Uh... So uh, I guess we'll get into it unless you want to say something first. No, I'm really excited to hear your review. So let's let's uh, get through some of the, the plot line here. Okay. Um, the first thing I've got is Andrea LOLing at the intro music. <laughs> I don't remember what it, what it was. It was just like very... It was like a highly dramatic Latin hymn. And... <laughs> And I have to tell you that one of the things I found in my research is that is the only time that that sound person won an Oscar for the score was for that actual like song. And apparently it's used in like a bunch of other things now. And it's actually just bad Latin. Oh, it's like not even like a real, you know what it it reminded me of Um, that part in Step Brothers when Dale is I don't remember his name. John C. Riley is telling Will Ferrell that he's not allowed to go in his room or use his drum set. And it keeps cutting to the drum set. And the music is like, yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I thought that was an an interesting fact. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Yes. So it's going that music and Gregory Peck, who plays the dad is in a is in a taxi and he's going the child is dead the child is dead the child is dead and then you're like whoa what are jumping right in and and so he goes to a church i don't even know if it really repeated it i know it said the child is dead he only lived a few moments whatever oh i thought he was (laughs) saying it to himself but what you said is very ominous. Maybe he did. <laughs> I guess people will have to watch it. <laughs> I could have sworn he said it multiple times. Um, you make it sound like he's the crazy person in all this. <laughs> um, so he goes to a church where his... So he, what he was told is that his child was just born stillborn. It, I'm pretty sure it was like like a Catholic hospital. Okay, I was confused about that. I wasn't clear on that. I I thought cool. maybe they were like, <laughs> you just gave birth. Don't worry about it. Let's go somewhere else. Get in a car, different building, and then we'll give you your baby. But so yes, yeah, so his child was born stillborn. Um, so and him and well, a priest and some nuns are basically just gonna give them give the mom a different baby like it was a goldfish and 
feel like at this point wouldn't be that out of bounds. Like you hear about all of the things where they take the single mothers and what all the babies disappear and what like that probably wasn't that far out of like reason for him to be like, okay, I guess it's just an orphan baby. You have to do what Dwight (laughs) Truth says. You put a mark on it that only you could ever replicate. And then you'll know if that same baby is given back to you. (laughs) I don't think the mom ever got to see it though. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyhow, the babies are switched over. So dad knows, but he's like, they're not going to tell her. Yes. So they're given, they're just given like a random baby. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the dad is the, it's like a year-ish, about a year later. uh, Mm -hmm. The dad is the ambassador of Britain. So he's in like a position of political power. Um. And potentially the future U.S. president, apparently, and friends with the current yes. U.S. president. Uh, so there are, are actually, um, he just basically got promoted, that promoted to that ambassador of Britain. So they're moved to a big house that I thought like, oh, it's like the Sound of Music Von Trapp house. <laughs> um, <laughs> the kid is named Damien, and there are several like montages of them being like we're nice parents and there's like a little montage of like him looking really happy and it's his birthday and now he's five so we've jumped ahead he's five years old are we skipping are we skipping the walk to go say do you want to do you want to go to the walk (laughs) in the park okay (laughs) they go for this walk and then it's it seemingly cuts to what you think is another walk because damien's just missing he's just straight up LA. and then and then suddenly the parents are like (gasps) where's damien and they're walking by like a river the most important part of the walk that they're dragging behind them a really cute like beagle like toy that Damien could be sitting on. It's like a little toy dog on wheels and it's like on a string and the mom is pulling and it just looks so funny. It was just like that would only work on like flat concrete like not across the like fields of England that they're they're walking there's no way. Grassy knolls like yeah yeah, the kids with them they have a moment where they're like where is he but then he's just like there. Uh, yeah, so then we go to now it's, he's five years old, Mont, like, five years old is when the trouble starts, and you would really think they would have made this six years old, but I'm, whoa, that's true, um, so, so he's at his birthday party, there is, insane birthday party, there's, like, so many people, there's so much going on, like, a small carnival was set up, that and there was like a lot of stuff that Lorraine was like that looks dope (laughs) I mean yeah like there was like a little roller coaster made of like wood but it was like just one kid and like a little car like it's something your dad could have built but it was like that would have been a dream as a kid (laughs) and like a like a like a hand like basically a hand operated carousel it was very neat (laughs) um Andrea's really underselling it. <laughs> there was a, well, there was also like a, yeah, there was a carousel. There was, there was a lot, and there was like a little bouncy pad, like not a whole bounce castle, just like the floor, the blob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at the party, there's like this Rottweiler, just like off in the distance, and it's staring down the na- the nanny. Right? Oh, there's like a weird moment mm-hmm. where the nanny is holding Damien. 
and then the mom like gets jealous and takes takes him back and the rottweiler's like staring down the nanny and i was like is the rottweiler a hellhound and we were talking about how like this rottweiler's taylor was tail was bob and like that makes it so much like Bobtail Rottweiler is like scary guard dog, but like we've seen some where they still have their tails and they have their tails, they're just like these big black and orange bouncy boys. <laughs> I love that, like, uh, lab. Yeah, that's like same thing with Danes and Pincers. If their ears aren't cut and they have their tails, they're so much more like they're adorable. so much happy go lucky, but this one's like a hellhound looking scary. So then, and it's, like, staring down the nanny, and you're, like, whoa, what's happening? So the nanny... For some reason, the devil of all animals on the planet chose only purebred Rottweilers <laughs> to speak through. Um, yeah. And then the nanny walks what is essentially a quarter mile back to the house. <laughs> and, I mean, they were just in the backyard, but yes. <laughs> And all of a sudden, she's on a ledge. Like, the house is huge, so she's on a ledge. And she says, this is all for you, Damien. Or, it's all for you, Damien. And then she, like, jumps out the window and hangs herself. Um, And that was what um, Lorraine referenced before we watched the movie. (laughs) It's all for you, Damien. (laughs) So so I was like, did the Rottweiler hypnotize her? What's happening? And also, um, I just noted that there was, like, a clown at the birthday party that was so creepy. And I was like, that clown is scarier than the real-life corpse. Well, and then the clown is, like, hugging, like, a child and keeping their face away from it. And I was like, this is more scary. Yeah. Like, get away from Yes, me. it's way more <laughs> scary. Um, so that whole incident happens. And because he's, like, sort of a big figure, the news, like, know, the dad is, the, the news, like, knows about it. And they're sort of swarming him at work. And he's at work in his office. And then a priest comes. Well, keep up. Let me interject really quick. Right before that, when he's walking into the office, he's being swarmed. He bumps into a photographer and breaks his camera. Oh, yes. And so that photographer comes back later. But the reason it's important is that uh, Ambassador Thorne hands him his contact information and says, send me the bill for the camera. And the photographer says, we'll just say you owe me yeah. a favor yeah. or something. I'd really rather just send you the money. Like, I'd really rather just pay money. I don't want to have to do deal with some blackmail bullshit. <laughs> um, so, yes. And then they're up in his office. Yeah, so up in his office, um, a priest comes and basically is like, you have to accept Christ. You have to baptize yourselves and your kid and do communion and have the blood of Christ and saying all that stuff. And the dad's like, no, go away. Go away and basically gets, like, security to take him out. And the priest is like, the child is killed. He will kill again. Um, yeah, he's, like, basically saying, like, I know where the, that the child, he keeps saying something about where is the mother or something like that. And he's like, his mother is, oh, you know, yes, whatever. Like, like, basically, the priest was insinuating that he knows that his wife is not the yeah, mother of like, the child. my wife. And he's like, no, the mother. My wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he keeps, like, insisting. And then the photographer first processes a photo yes. of a state going through Thorn. Yes, so first, there's, like, there's a photo. And, you know, he's in his little, like, the red dark room. 
doing the photos and there's like a line and at first I think he thinks it's just like a smudge on the film or something but then like all the photos have like what is just like a looks like a thick line like going through the the ambassador Uh yeah I have to say like this one you would probably like if you hadn't seen the movie before you wouldn't notice it yet so like when he leaves the office, when the photographer leaves Thorne, he goes home to process the photos and he processes a bunch of them. And one of them of Thorne has like a line going through him. And so he's like, oh, it's kind of weird. And that will come back into play later. Oh, I thought they all did. I thought he had several photos. Wasn't he at the party? It was just, this was the this was the first one. Oh, okay. it was from the party. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that picture was from the party. He processed it and he was like, oh, that's weird. Right, right. And then later he'll start seeing more <laughs> right so a woman comes to the house and she says she is there to take away their anxieties and troubles i was like can i get her number or email or something <laughs> <laughs> so this woman says that she's a new nanny from like the nanny agency because the other nanny obviously killed herself so they need a new one um but so that's like all you know is that that's what she says but then yeah, the wife the wife asks Thorne, like, oh, she seems great. Where'd you get her? And he's like, I thought you got her. Where'd you get her? And she was like, no. And then they ask, where did you come from? And then she just ambiguously says, the agency. Yeah, like, and then they're looking at her and they're like, well, we saw what happened. So we just said someone else. She's like, the agency. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then the mom is smart. So by the way, this woman is Mrs. Baylock. And the mom is smart because she said, I'll call to confirm, yeah. which I, she must not have ever followed up on, obviously, yeah. but. But uh, a good idea. Right? A for effort. So the nanny's looking really creepy. And then she goes up to Damien and she's like, I'm, I'm here. She tells him, tells him she's there to protect him. And he like looks at her all creepy and smug. Um, Can I tell you something about the actor really quick? About the kid? Yeah. Yes. So in the audition, the director told the kids who were auditioning to attack him as if it was the scene that they're in the church when they're going to church. And so this kid was the only one to like really attack him and kicked him in the nuts. And that's why he picked him. That's how he got the part. Oh my God. But then he said, then he said he seemed, he still seemed too cute and nice. So they dyed his hair black. He's normally blonde and straightened it. That's why he's got that like oh, <laughs> weird mop of hair. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, the kid is amazing. I mean, like the 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 actor is amazing. I mean, like he does. I was like very impressed with how good he was with little looks and stuff, considering like how old he must have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. But okay, so now you're like, okay, I guess the nanny is doesn't work for a nanny agency she works for the hell agency (laughs) she's in okay i'm trying to think of a word but she's in cahoots but i don't want to use the word cahoots she's like in cahoots with the devil you know like (laughs) yeah um yes i put she is of the devil um (laughs) there you go one of his minions i guess okay this is something i was never clear on is Damien the devil or is he the son of the devil? He is the Antichrist. Oh, okay. So he's the second coming, right? Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. You might want to save that cup for later. In the- 
Um, <laughs> it's pretty obvious from the get-go, though. <laughs> so then uh, they're going to be, they were going to be going to a, a wedding, so, some event at a church. And they're Yeah, like, it was a wedding, and the mama looked fucking fierce. She's really pretty. She um, was so elegant. She had a little, like, turban hair thing on. Like, she looks fabulous. She looks really good. And she's like, all right, we're all going to get Damien dressed. And she's, and the nanny's like, oh, I thought we'd go to the park instead. And she's like, no, uh, I'm in charge of going to the church. And she's like, I don't think it's appropriate for a five-year-old to be, what's he going to do in a church? He's too young. The mom's like, I don't care what you think. Like, get him dressed. We're going. This so, is where I'm like, this is when you say, I'm paying you, bitch. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, um, so she gets him ready and they go. And he's, like, getting more and more anxious, like, the closer they get to the church. And, and then as soon as it's, like, in view, like, he starts freaking out. Like, they're about to get out of the car. The dad gets out and he starts flipping out. And he basically is, like beating the shit out of the mob basically like he's screaming I appreciate that that's what I appreciate that that's how you said it because it's literally what I wrote beats the shit out of mom (laughs) (laughs) well he was so then he as he's doing this and he's screaming like he's screeching I just was like I don't like church either (laughs) (laughs) Um, he gives her like a real shiner yeah yeah she has a big bruise on her face um he was beating her yeah so dad gets back in the car and they like zoom away and yeah she has like a big yeah she has a huge bruise um and as like you know obviously they're talking about how crazy this was and at this time the dad points out like he's like Damien has never been sick like he's never had a cold or anything and the mom just like he is just a normal he's just a very healthy young child it's just like it's been five years and he's like never been sick or anything like never had a fever (laughs) yeah no fever no cough like that's weird then again dad's kind of rethinking it because he did just get this weird message from this priest you know (laughs) yeah yeah Um, adopted so he's got a little more reason to be skeptical than the mom right now that's true that's true Um, and i appreciated i wrote down my favorite line from mr thorne was when he said the best thing to do with a bad day like this is to end it. Oh, she they said that. Going to bed. Oh, she did? did. Yeah, she, she did. did. Okay. And I and I was like, end it all? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were like, no, end the day, the day. Everything um, is better when you wake up in the morning, generally. Yeah. So so um he comes out of the bedroom or whatever and the 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 rottweiler or i don't know if it's the rottweiler but a rottweiler is there barking and he's like that's prejudice andrea you can't tell the difference between all the rottweilers (laughs) i'm sorry um if i got to know them i'm sure um um so and the nanny's there and he's like uh, why the fuck is this dog here? And she's like, and oh. growling at me. <laughs> yeah, and growling at me in my own house. And she's like, I guess she says he wandered it or we found him or something. And Damien is taking a real liking to him. And he's like, too bad. Get rid of him. And she's like, but Damien really likes him. And he's like, too bad. Like, you're gonna call and have someone come pick him up tomorrow. And she's like, 
but Damien really, really likes him. Basically, <laughs> the Thorns are very good parents, genuinely. Like, they're they're firm. <laughs> they're try. Well, yeah, they're like uh, also pretty forgiving with how how much two that they get from this man, this mystery I, man. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't fired her, but in general, he's like, I'm not giving in to my five year old who likes this dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, and well, and he also says like, and if we do ever decide to get a dog, I will pick it out. <laughs> but, like that's fair if you're gonna have an animal in your house. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. Um, it's a real dad move so she says she's gonna take it back in the morning but then like she doesn't so then it's like I don't know some time later um, and the you know dad's at work and the mom takes Damien to the zoo and it's like a a weird zoo that seems kind of cool it's like you just drive through and look at those like safari parks that you get to drive through the wildlife and you're supposed to keep your windows closed and maybe some of them you get to feed them yeah so there's giraffes and he just like doesn't eat Damien does like an evil stare stares them down and they all start flipping out and running away so and Damien he... and his little 70s suit, you guys, just imagine this kid oh, in, yes. like, a miniature Saturday Night Fever type No, like. literally, though. Like, it's, like, I want to say it was blue, and they had, like, bell bottoms. Like, it really was, like, Saturday Night Fever. It looked, and but, like, so much. <laughs> Andrea's yelling at the TV to pay better attention to the mom, and I was, like, this is the 70s. Well, he's constantly like, running away, yeah. It's the 70s. They didn't yeah. care. um uh so then they drive up and there's like they're they're at the baboon section and there's so many like if you haven't seen the movie like however many baboons you think that there would be you need to triple it there was more than makes sense (laughs) (laughs) well and then i think Um, in the middle of this it like cuts to ambassador thorne seeing the priest again like following him or something and then it goes back to the baboon situation. Yes. Yeah. It's, he's following him like, um, uh, yeah. So, and Damien again, like stares them down and like, they start like completely flipping out. He's just like made, he's just like created baboon chaos. And These baboons were not Rafiki. They were not chill. Yeah, no, um, they were not going to show you the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're, like, attacking the car, and she's, like, bah, 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 like, the mom, and he's, like, the kid's, like, Meh, like, freaking out, so. So, fun fact about that one, in order to get the baboons to do that, what they did was they didn't feed them the day before, oh. and then they put a bunch of food around the car, and then, to make the baboons mad, they thought, we'll put two baby baboons in the car and see what happens. So that was, like, legit, and she was legitimately panicking because they were actually attacking the car very, like, more than expected. Yeah, so her screaming was real. She was legit upset after all of that. Oh, my God. That's upsetting that that's what they did, but, I mean, it was a pretty crazy, like, (laughs) it worked. (laughs) I do love, I do love the fact where her scream was real, but it's also not okay. (laughs) That would not fly in today's animal world. Yeah, or actress world. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so, yeah, like you said, the priest was following the dad, and then they, they sort of sit down on a park bench and talk. It sort of cuts back to them. 
and the priest is trying to tell is, is he saying like he's the antichrist he's basically trying to say like, like he's basically to- he's like talking about the book of revelation and that all of these things happened that were prof prophesied so like like basically a comet came into sight and some other things happened like all on the day that Damien was born and the priest is warning the ambassador that his wife is going to die if he doesn't listen. Oh yeah. And he says like, he, he's like your unborn child. And he's like, my wife isn't pregnant. And she's like, yes, she is. He will kill that child and he will kill your wife. And, uh, yeah, and, he, and I think he says, like, once he's taken everything from you and gained your power, he'll kill you or something. Yeah. Um, so he's basically saying you have to kill that kid. And we were like, you would have to be pretty damn sure that yeah. that kid was the Antichrist. To kill. Pretty confident <laughs> that he's the Antichrist. Yeah, but you would have to be uh, pretty, pretty sure. Yeah, so the priest uh, does tell him, he does tell Thorin how to go find this guy that will tell him how to kill the Antichrist. I.e. Damien. Yes. So, yeah. like, he tells him, you need to go to this place, and you need to find this guy, and whatever, and Thorne just kind of blows him off, because he's like, you're crazy, and I can't kill a five-year-old. That's a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he wants to be president. Um, <laughs> although, maybe that wouldn't maybe that wouldn't be enough for you to not get to be president these days. Who knows? Precipitously. So, so one thing is that, um, so in the midst of all of this, of the priest kind of retrieving Ambassador Thorne and telling him this, the photographer is trailing Thorne and takes another photo of the priest. So that's okay. just kind of like happening in the background. And then the next um, big, big thing we find out is that Thorne's wife is pregnant and Damien yes. is going to kill it and the wife, which is what the priest is telling Thorne. And Thorne says she's not pregnant. That's not happening. Um, yes. So then the wind so, picks up. <laughs> yeah. So dad is like ambassador has walked away from this conversation. But yes, the wind starts picking up and like crazy wind. The priest is walking, trying to walk back and like branches are falling and there's like fire somehow. And it's just like very windy and dangerous outside. And he's like running back. The fire the is just lightning. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I know that's normally um, Zeus's mode of power, but apparently the devil also has control. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the priest is trying to get to hallowed ground. He's trying to get to the church. And he's just, like running and running up. And he gets, he like basically gets there. It wasn't fair because he... <laughs> would have made it but the doors were locked okay first of all there used to be rules that church doors were not supposed to be locked so i was like kind of surprised well not surprised the devil did it but also like cemeteries are hallowed ground so i thought that was all kind of like i don't know oh uh, i mean maybe they locked the doors because they were in there like switching babies up switching babies they were busy like, switching babies oh man um so I just, I felt like it was unfair. I felt like he should have made it with the effort he put in. But so. Um, There's a final lightning yeah. strike. And then. <laughs> it strikes like a thing on top of the church. 
which comes like it's like a huge iron post or something and it comes down and like totally impales him yeah it's pretty gnarly um, way to go yeah um yeah, I mean, it just goes through his body. I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be honest. I thought that that shot was gonna be a lot worse. I thought it was going through his mouth. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a lot worse than it ended up being, but it just goes through his chest. So I like actually said that out loud. I was like, oh, that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, and everybody else was like, oh no, oh no. Well, and it's funny because you kept trying to look away, but they made it last like 30 seconds instead of like it fell and he stabbed. Like I kept back yeah. and I had it happened yet. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to, we're back at the house and the mom is saying like, basically that she hates Damien. She's like, I really don't want another child. So, which means like, I want an abortion. That's how much I don't want. Damien is is also super annoying at that moment. And she does ask her husband if he will mind an abortion, basically. Yeah, well, he's not doing, like, I mean, I mean, to be fair, in this moment, he's not doing any Christ stuff. He's just doing annoying viral stuff. Like, making no- unnecessary noise and, <laughs> and banging things and stuff. Um, okay, and then she, her thing wasn't clear. So she was saying that it isn't hers. He isn't hers. And she, I, I didn't know, does she mean she didn't think Damien was hers or that she didn't think that the unborn baby was hers. Do you know what I talked about? I know what you're talking about because I always thought it was her figuring out that Damien wasn't hers, but then our other friends interpreted it a different way. And maybe if we honestly just rewatched the scene and listened better, we would know. But I think, I think what was happening was like Damien and the Rottweilers were putting it into her head that the baby inside of her was evil and that's why she wanted to have an abortion oh so like that's essentially getting the same end goal that Damien would have yeah. had of killing yeah him. okay okay that makes sense that's um that's a that's a pretty roundabout creative way to to make that baby dead right. but I mean it's like um, easier than like smothering it later I guess yes yeah (laughs) and then Um, thorn is just trying to save the baby but the reason we find out about the mom's like inclination is that is that the ambassador is talking to a doctor apparently there's no doctor patient privilege here because he's talking about how she thinks the baby i mean not when the patient is a woman of course not and your baby is in her um (laughs) anyhow moral of the story being the doctor told him about what she's thinking and so thorn's like okay she's got to be kind of crazy i should just we should just push through this pregnancy it's gonna be a-okay yeah he was like i'm gonna do everything i can to try and like get her to have this well especially because that priest just told him that she was pregnant and that the baby was gonna die and so thorn's like okay that's not happening yeah yeah um so then there is an incident in which they like so this just just like come on this is supposed to be a scary movie you can't act like this she's she has hanging plants up on like the second level of the house it's like at least 20 feet like they like it's not like a normal like like, oh my second floor is 10 feet above my first floor it's like a bigger fall Picture like picture like the Von Trapp house where there's like a banister yeah. on like so, that, except like way top, way way it's high, a high ceiling. Like, <laughs> yeah. So she and so she has to get up on this weird rickety thing 
and there's a bowl with goldfish in it and she puts it on the railing of the banister and I was like oh my god just set them on the ground or something <laughs> and like that was also such a wild place to have fish in the first place like like she put them there as though they were just plants like oh god I don't that bugged me but that she would put the fish there but um <laughs> So she gets up on this rickety little chair. It's like not a stepladder, I don't think. I think it was just like a table or a chair. And she stands up on it. She's trying to water the hanging plants. And Damien is on like a little tricycle, very like, um, very shining-esque. Mm-hmm. And he's zooming down Well, he was riding in his room. And then Mrs. Baylock opens the door. Oh, the, na- the creepy nanny opens the door yes. to try and make this happen. So he zooms and he knocks her over. She falls over the banister. The fish fall and die. I mean, I'm assuming that they die. Well, uh, uh, since you seem really, really upset about the fish, I did learn a fun (laughs) fact that the the director didn't want goldfish to have to die just for a movie. So those were actually sardines painted orange. Like on the ground. Like no fish died in the making of this movie sardines that were already yeah. dead okay not in, not in the okay, bowl but on the ground okay that does make me happy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so she like falls well she like grabs the the what are they called like the poles of the, like the of the railing, yeah the, like and she's trying to hold on and he's just there just chilling or Damon's just there and you kind of thought, yeah, you kind of thought that he was going to start, like, trying to bang her hand or something to get her to fall. But he does, and he just sort of looks at her. Uh, but, I mean, like, not, like, even if a not, not, not that a non-evil child would have been able to It was to a little bit, it history. was a little, like, the good son-esque. And I know that you haven't seen that, I have, and I, I just I recalled that you haven't seen that, and I'm so excited to make you watch that now. Okay. Oh, so good. Um, um. So, but she ends up, like, losing her grip, and she falls, and she, so, cut to, like, the dad's, like, rushing home, because he, I guess, thinks that the kid is creepy, <laughs> and so she doesn't die, she she makes it to a hospital, she doesn't die, but she does lose the baby, and the dad's like, oh, no. Prophecy's been fulfilled. It's, it, it and the mom does yeah. say, don't let him kill me. So I yes, kind of wonder if she was talking about Damien before. Maybe we should figure that out. <laughs> we'll let you guys figure it out. I think it makes more sense that she would have been talking about that's Damien. That's what I thought. Why would, she, why would she think that a baby that's inside of her wasn't her? I don't know. But I thought she like hated Damien so much that she was like, I don't want any more kids. It's freaking me out. Yeah. Um, so then like there's a photo in the paper of the priest's death, which is like, I was like, why is that in the paper? That's like, <laughs> yeah, not a just a, not, not a picture like, of the priest as a happy living person, a picture, like of, a picture of his body, like, yeah, speared being held up, impaled by this thing that, <laughs> yeah, but so it's in the paper, and then that's when the photographer sees that, like, oh, it just looks just like the photo, like the slash. Oh, and hold up, right, like, before this, when the, when Thorne got home from the hospital, he got home, and the Rottweiler was there again, um, in the room yes, with, guarding, the, with Damien. Yeah. Damien. 
so at this point, yeah, so the photographer's going through the photos and he's kind of starting to put stuff together. And so he calls um, the ambassador and he's like, can you please meet? So the ambassador goes to him and he basically goes through all the stuff and the ambassador's like, why do you care about this? It's not your problem. The photographer's like, well, actually it is. And he shows that he has a picture where he has a slash through him. So like he is also then marked. Yeah. And then the photographer had done a little bit of research because he was like, what's going on with this priest? Apparently he was dying of cancer and he was like high on morphine. And he actually had 666 tattooed, like not tattooed, whatever, like marked as a birthmark on him. But he had a bedroom covered in crosses and Bible passages. So, like, he must have figured out that he yeah, was like, somehow part of this and was like, but I'm going to try and do a good thing. I Like, he was trying to warn Thorn and everyone. Yeah, he was. Um, so they find out that, or, or not they find out, the, the photographer tells him that the baby was born 6'6". Six, six, and he's like, what time was he born at 6 a.m.? And the ambassador's like, oh shit yeah and the weird like Um, the thing that the priest had talked about before with a comet happening where basically it was going to resemble the star of bethlehem there was like a comet that came in again five years ago so on that six six date right and i think that this is the perfect time to mention that total coincidence uh this is going to be our sixth episode Um, not unfortunately, not our 660. I told Andrea if we really put our mind to it, we might be able to make it, but I make it by Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'd have to watch a lot of shorts (laughs) movies. Um, so they're back at the house, and the whole staff is quick because they're like, crazy stuff is happening, you don't want to die. So, like, it's just the creepy nanny there, and everyone else is gone. Um, And so the dad and the photographer now are teamed up, and they're going to try and figure out what's going on and try and get to the bottom of it, because, like, the photographer doesn't want to die. I mean, obviously, I guess the dad doesn't either, but but that's why the photographer's helping him. So they go to Rome, where Damien was... Uh, born and they're trying to find the birth records to to see who the mother is but the birth records were like burned in a fire right after Damien's birth apparently there was a fire at the hospital and some people died and all of the records of course were gone yes and so they ask if the priest who was there when he like adopted Damien is like still alive or where he is and there's a nun there that's like he doesn't work here anymore. As far as I know, he's still alive. He's at this yeah, place. Yeah, he's at a monastery. Um, and, like, the nun was insisting, like, we don't do any adoptions here. Like, there's no adoptions. And he's like, there has to be a record. And she's like, we would not do an adoption. Like, that's not normal. So, yeah. So, basically, oh, yeah. she tells him the priest is at this monastery. And they find him there, injured. Um, grotesque. It looks scary because like half his face was burned yeah, in the and, fire, and he's also yeah. kind of mute. Yeah, he doesn't really talk. He can sort of write stuff down with his left hand, and he's um, he's supposed and to. So they're like yelling at him about what. Ha- oh, oh, and um, and one of the other priests there says that he like 
he's being si- what was he doing? He was being silent. Yeah, he he's saying himself. it was his his penance, and that he's. I guess when he got to the monastery, he was like, "I'm here for penance. I've fallen from grace. I abandoned Christ." Yes. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. Oh, so they get him to. They're basically just asking him for any info, like, well, "Who's the mother? Who's the mother?" So he writes down the name of a cemetery where the mother is buried. And so him, so um, the ambassador and the photographer go there and they dig up the mom basically. And then they, and then there's like another grave next yeah, to so it. Yeah, so when they dig up the so mom they, or not dig up, I guess they're kind of like in these like um, stone kind of casket things. So they open up the mom. And so what we um, learned before when the priest was yelling, his mother was a, and then the fill in the blank was jackal, because the Antichrist would have been born of a jackal. So that's why it was oh. an animal corpse. And so then, oh my God, I did not notice <laughs> I even br- I pointed it out. And then next to they oh. they thought, okay, there's a, there's a grave next to it as well. So we're going to see if that's also an animal, maybe my son is alive because, you know, Thorne's thinking, okay, well, maybe my baby's alive and they just, maybe they're just filling these with animal bones and then they open it and yeah. it is a baby, but its skull has been smashed in. So his baby didn't die in childbirth. He wasn't they intentionally murdered he him he to replace murdered. him with this antichrist that was going to be part of a wealthy, powerful family, which is... So does that mean that that priest, that's why he had to do penance? He did all that, he yeah. Like, do it. He did a thing to yes. help the devil, basically? Okay. Oh, that's so fucked up. And um, Damien was born from an animal, uh, obviously. so that's kind of weird. That is weird. <laughs> that is um, weird. <laughs> well, it's is that funny that's like, why did they even bother burying these people in marked graves like they could have just put in an unmarked grave and they would have like never known That's right true. <laughs> yeah they, they were they were marked totally with the date so basically they were looking findable. at the grave the stones yeah. and they were like oh six six okay that is a really good point they shouldn't have done that <laughs> maybe they did it though to try um, to keep everything looking above board you know like yeah yeah uh, so then while they're in there, they, there's, like, tons of Rottweilers circling around. And I was, like, well, first one comes up, and I was, like, how did that Rottweiler get all the way there? And they, um, I think you were, like, there's lots of Rottweilers <laughs> in the world, Andrea. So I guess just in this world, all Rottweilers are, like, So basically, my <laughs> grandfather um, hated Rottweilers and called them <gasps> devil dogs simply because of this. By the way, that's my half Rottweiler barking. So that was eerie that Lorraine's half <laughs> Rottweiler um, barked on your mention. Although his other half is Golden Retriever, so I think that that was all heavily heavily cancels out. Him. It's why he's always so confused and anxious. He's always yeah. got an internal think, fight between light and dark. Internal <laughs> <laughs> stress. Oh my god, that explains so much about him. Um, so by the way, the, so the Rottweilers uh, like attack them in this graveyard. There's a bunch, there's a bunch they attack now, them. Yeah. And um, apparently, actually, when filming this, 
some of these stuntmen and trainers got injured, the Rottweilers attacked them. So, so, um, and then when they're escaping the, the cemetery, Thorn jumps over the fence, but of course it's a cemetery. It's like a spiked fence and it goes straight through his bicep. It is so gnarly. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So then they're back at their like hotel room or whatever. And he's, he calls the, his wife and he's like, just get out of there. Like, just like get on a plane and go wherever. This is where we learned her name is Cassie. Oh, I thought it was Cassie. I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) Apparently we learned nothing. (laughs) um but um she can't she and she does actually try and listen to him and go but she she's like putting on a putting on her clothes or whatever and she has like this crazy cast her arm is sticking out so it's very hard for her to get dressed um and but like so she's trying to go but she doesn't make it and the man evil nanny comes like sprinting in and he she shoves her out the window and she falls like whatever very far and yeah so dies. at this point we see that so, ambassador thorn is like pretty committed to killing damien now because he's like okay all of these prophecies are coming true yes. i've got this weird juju going on in rome i'm pretty ready to kill him i think yeah so he gets the call that his wife is dead and then he pretty much I think he says out yeah, loud, yep. like, I want him to die. Or I want Damien to die. So then they head to Jerusalem. So then, yes, they head to Jerusalem. And they find, I'm assuming the guy that the <laughs> other priest was talking yep. about that has instructions for how to kill him, kill Damien. And there's just, like, these special Actors. knives. And what they have to do, they have to, they're, yes, they're special spiky daggers. And yes, you, you have to put all of them in Damien in a church. But then, um, but but then they get out of there, and he's like, "No, I won't kill a child." And I was like, "Well, I think he realized it had to be before, like hands so on, and then he actually had to take mind. his son into a church and put daggers into him and like made him rethink a little bit." Yeah. Now the dad chucks Thorn. Thorn decides he really can't just stab his child, and he thinks this is all ridiculous, and he throws the daggers and. Basically, this archaeologist found these knives and, like, they've been missing for thousands of years. So it's, like, a big deal. Like, yes, he says, I Right? It's, like, these are very, very precious. And then um, he's, like, well, how how am I supposed to know? And he was, like, he'll bear the mark of 666. So 666 has come up. It would be, like, what if you had, like, what is that cup called? The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. It would be like if you had the Holy Grail and somebody like gave you a glass of wine in it. You were like, I don't drink wine. And then you just chucked it. <laughs> like we've been looking and there's seven of them. It's like the, um, I don't know, what are they called in like Avengers or something? Infinity Stones or something? I haven't watched the movie, but I pick up a lot yeah. from memes. Um, um, so he's talking to the, the archaeologist oh, who's like, well, you've got to stab him this way. In a very special way. Um, and yeah. then um, he's the the child will bear the mark of 666. And the dad is like, he doesn't. I've, you know, I've bathed him. I've taken care of him his whole life. I know every inch of him. He doesn't have that on him. And he's like, well, check under the hair. Which is funny because the baby did have like a full head of hair. And yeah. Yeah. I and Damien's always had this like long mop of black hair. So you wouldn't have seen it perhaps. So, um, 
just the takeaway here is to be suspicious of babies with full heads of hair. So, so yeah. So the photographer's like, well, if you want to do it, I will. And he goes and collects them. And then there's like a crazy accident that happens with a truck where there was like a Mm -hmm. pane of glass, I think, or something like sticking out the back. And the truck like basically breaks and sends the paint, like the pane of glass is like the size of a door, basically. And it sends it flying and it beheads the photographer. It's like, crazy. Well, and then what the photographer <laughs> says, you know, because Thorne's having trouble with having to stab his own kid, um, is, it, you know, he's like, he's only a child. And fair. the photographer says, it's not a child, which is what we had to keep yelling at my roommate who kept saying, I really have an issue with killing a child. I'm like, but it's the devil. So the dad makes it home by himself because the photographer has been beheaded. Um, so he goes to, he wants to go basically, he could cut some of Damien's hair and see that there is like a 666 like branded on his And now there's house, more like, Wattweilers in the house. Mark. Yes. And so, and then the nanny comes at, comes at him attacking the, attacking the ambassador. Uh, I, I noticed <laughs> she's a biter. They have a crazy have, like, a fight crazy... in the kitchen. <laughs> they have a they have a crazy fight, uh, and he ends up like stabbing her with like a butter knife. Um, so and she's like dead, and he he grabs Damien, drives him to the church to stab him, and then but like and he's about to, and then right in this moment is is when Damien <laughs> he like, has him on the altar in order to do the like um you know procedure or whatever and I was like I'm surprised he's not acting like Janet in the good place and where she's like please don't please don't I have a family I have children at home and like <laughs> and then of course right when I yeah. say that he's like daddy no. totally did work like did do that so yeah so he gets him gets him on the altar he's about to stab him and then the police come bursting in and like like and they shoot the dad dead and so he is unsuccessfully does like if he had had five more seconds he probably would have been able to do it but the police come in and kill him and then next well I don't know I don't know if it was on purpose or not I felt like you sort of weren't sure if the kid died because then the next scene is at um at a funeral but then the kid is there holding the hand of some adult so you're like no he turns around and he gives like an evil smirk to the camera, and you think it's gonna be a quick smirk, but then there was a so long good. It's linger. It's such a good scene. Of it. It's so good. No, this kid was incredible. Just it manages movie. to be nefarious um, as yeah. a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As like a little rosy, chubby-cheeked like five-year-old. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so he gives evil stare. Oof. End of movie. Okay, Lloyd, so you have some fun facts about the movie. And yeah. You, you teased, it, teased it before, so. I did, I did. So first of all, when I was, like, looking these up, I wanted to note that when I first Googled it, you know, it brings up, like, all the ratings and whatever. And on Rotten Tomatoes, this has 86%. Like, this is a solid movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's for sure a solid movie. You got a, you got a good good. Okay, so um, Damien, first of all, <laughs> was named after a friend of the screenwriter's kid that he hated a lot. Oh my and god. His, his name was actually Domlin and they were going to name him that name the the antichrist of that but the mom was like you can't do that that's going to ruin his life. <laughs> I feel like Damien does sound antichrist-ish but it's maybe it's just like because sinister. I've associated it with this movie or something like subconsciously. 
I mean, I'm telling you, I went to TJ Maxx after watching this movie and the guy checking us out was Damien. And I was like, who named their kid that? Especially like in the 80s. Like, <laughs> like you, you have this for context. Um, okay. I um, named him Lucifer Jr. <laughs> well, and I have to tell you, there's a lot of TV shows that I love that were like this that didn't work out. So, um, okay, so there was, like, a show that I loved in high school called, like, Point Pleasant, I think, and I've considered buying the DVDs because it's one of those ones where they finished the- About the Mothman? No, but it's, um, they finished the season on the, like, like, they filmed it and everything, and in some countries they aired it, but they didn't even bother airing, like, the last three episodes in the U.S., (laughs) and I was like, I love that show. It was actually about a girl who was like trying, she was figuring out slowly that she might be the Antichrist. And then there was actually a TV show in 2016 called Damien, which was like a follow on to the movies. And I was like, I loved it. And of course it got canceled. I I love this type of genre, obviously. And apparently no one else does. Um, (laughs) Okay. So some creepy things that happened related to the movie that kind of led it to having like, kind of like an exorcist type, like, you know, like, uh, um, everyone was kind of scared of the production. So um, Gregory Peck, the screenwriter and the executive producer all rode in planes that had either a near miss with another plane <gasps> or, or were struck by lightning. Oh my God. That's amazing. Then there was one plan where they planned to go get aerial shots in like a chartered plane and that plane, um, they canceled it. And then that plane crashed and killed <gasps> everyone on board. Oh my god. The very first day of filming, a bunch of crew members were in a car and got in a head-on collision. Did people die or No, I, I think know. they were injured but they were okay. Um so Gregory Peck also had a chartered flight to Israel to film that he canceled and that also crashed. Oh my god. Um the director's hotel was bombed by the IRA the day after the baboon scene. Oh my god. And that director also got hit by a car <laughs> during the <laughs> production. And then this other creepy one was a, a zookeeper um who was like actually also the baboon trainer was killed the next day, the day after filming that in the lion's den by like a lion or a tiger. <gasps> or a bear. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Well, it's funny because they said he he died in the lion's den, but then other sources said he was killed by a tiger. And I was like, is it just big cats? I don't know. You throw them all together. I don't know. Um, I don't see cat cat race. So, yeah, I could see why. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never judge a tiger by his stripes or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't judge tigers for their stripes. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and then we talked about the stuntmen getting injured by the Rottweilers, which was kind of unusual because I think they also attacked the trainers. So that was like, uh, <laughs> um, okay. And then this gets a little crazy here. So the special effects director and his assistant who worked on the Omen. And so, you know, they orchestrated the, um, beheading scene and all those sorts of things. Um, they were working in the Netherlands on another movie and got in a serious car accident and the assistant got decapitated. (gasps) I was going to ask you and you, I have chills right now. I have chills. I was going to ask you if there was any, um, any 
beheadings i guess oh my gosh so wild not only that but okay so this this was in a few articles but i don't know how real it is but says the director managed to um sorry the special effects director was able to crawl out of the car and when he crawled out he saw that he the sign he could see was that he was 66.6 kilometers away from the town of omen like o-m-m-e-n oh my god i didn't know that i was like if that's true that's like so weird like why would you put up a sign where you're like you're six point sixty six point six like just why didn't you just wait till you were 66 miles away yeah yeah but either way so that was sketchy um and then just a fun fact was that um the actor for Damien Harvey Stevens, he never really did anything again, but he did work in the sequel, which was released on 666 and starred Julia Stiles. Um, and he was the photographer in that movie. So he didn't really act again, but he came back to do that as kind of a ode to Omen. And awesome. interestingly enough, this movie was like a huge hit. I think it came after Exorcist and everything. So it was kind of like, <clears throat> you know you know those like similar movies being released and everyone's into them for a little while yeah, yeah um but it made enough money to fund star wars the way george lucas wanted to finish <gasps> up the series so you know how star wars is like grossly underfunded for episode four where like uh-huh. he didn't have the money to you know they were they were doing goofy things and the actors thought the whole thing was going to be a bomb <laughs> Yeah. So basically the studio made enough money on this movie that they could go do the, the following episodes um, better. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So I guess something good came out of the element. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan. So overall, those, Andrea, those are my fun Those facts were fun. You delivered. All right. Good. <laughs> fun <and> spooky. <laughs> um, so Andrea, how would you rate the omen? Um, so I'm going to say that it's somewhere between I was entertained and I would tell other people to just watch it because I feel like I might not watch this one again, but I would tell other people to, but I would definitely be interested in the sequel. And you would want to see the sequels. Yeah. I would want to see the sequels. I don't know if I'd necessarily sit down and watch this again. It is like a good two hours. It was a long but... movie. I also feel like long... if maybe if you rewatch it, like do it in the dark at night. <laughs> yeah, not at 10 a.m. with mimosas. Yeah, exactly. And goofy dogs <laughs> and wiggle, bouncing around. And wiggling dogs, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a little scarier. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that's how you follow up with two and three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, good. Rent a Rottweiler. I'm glad you liked it. It was a, it was a good, great. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good spooky pick for October. All right. Okay, so Andrea, the big question. I know you're really excited for this one. So, what am I watching next week? All right, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Top ten. We will be watching Young Frankenstein. Ooh. Okay. So. <laughs> So are you picking this because we've argued about Blazing Saddles versus Young Frankenstein? Yes. <laughs> I have seen parts of Young Frankenstein, but I haven't like sat down and seen the whole thing like all the way through. If okay. I have, I don't remember. So, oh, um, well, that's the thing with you is that even if you have seen a movie, it still <laughs> is like a brand new movie. It's like the first time all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that yeah. and for then, those of you who wouldn't know, Lorraine has terrible memory. 
and she one time went on a trip to Nashville that I wasn't on and then she came back and was asking me if I remembered stuff and I was like I wasn't on that trip and she was like no we were at the restaurant you were sitting next to so and so remember and like you got that you ordered that whatever I was like no I wasn't on that trip at all I don't know (laughs) I've done that several times with that Nashville trip um but, yeah, uh, so, so it's it's. I mean, it's basically like going to be a brand new movie if you <laughs> if I don't really remember it. Yeah. The only thing I really remember is Frankenstein, Frankenstein, which is funny because I'm I'm trying to learn German, but I'm doing a terrible job, and Frankenstein and Steen are still an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still learning, and every time I mess it up, my boyfriend's like. I don't understand why you can't get this. <laughs> I like how that's coming up in your German. <laughs> it literally does. Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Frank, and then I, Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> you, of all people, should appreciate um, the challenges of having a last name that's hard to pronounce. <laughs> yes, that's valid. So should I make you watch Blazing Saddles or you've just seen it? <laughs> Uh, I've seen Blazing Saddles multiple times. I believe I might have written a paper on it, actually, in uh, my Western film class in college. Western film was so funny. I was talking about that and comparing it to other Westerns. It's funny because I was trying to get Phil to watch that last night, and he was like, I hate Westerns. I was like, it's a spoof on a Western. It's not a real Western. He's like, I hate Westerns, which I kind of understand because as a kid, my dad would have Blazing Saddles on. I'd be like, oh, God, a Western. And now I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like now I understand that it's funny, but oh God, I I was never I couldn't understand how the, how kids could be like super into westerns. I'm like, uh, I really honestly only kind of got started getting more into them after that class. So kind of like taught you how to appreciate them. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, Star Wars is considered a space a uh, space western. Ooh. So people who say they hate westerns will like Star Wars. All right. Well, I hope everyone had fun with The Omen this week. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'll tell you to just watch it. And yeah. And- yeah. I mean, just watch it if you've never seen it. <laughs> watch it in the dark um, yes. and definitely watch the sequels because they're actually legit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on um, whatever app you're using to listen rate review and subscribe it's much appreciated and we look and we have an instagram now yes which is uh, just, just watch, watch it, it pod so. so yeah if you want to go follow us there and see what's coming up um since we just started it i'm actually doing some catch-up um <laughs> so there are some great photos of andrea and i um at matilda age so if you want yes. some funny childhood photos Go take a look and follow us there. <laughs> yes. All right. So I'm Lorraine Popolison. I'm Andrew Tomlinson. And this was Just Watch It. <laughs>